beer and a cowboy mug. Another root beer. Root beer, no, root beer. No, root beer, no. There's so much root beer, no. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's March 7th. It's a Tuesday, 2023. Today's episode brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Made with real vodka, real seltzer, and real juice. It's Neutral, the one with the umlaut. I'm J.E. Skeets, here in the Classic Factory. Double checking that today's date is indeed <laughs> Tuesday, March 7th. And it is. And alongside me, as always, as Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And last but not least... Over yonder, making the magic happen. It's Eshua and JD. How y'all doing? What's up, Ash? I know uh, you were a little groggy when you came in this morning because you said you took the wrong allergy medication. Oh, no. He took the drowsy variation. Yeah. I thought the, uh, the Ratadine was sitting there on the counter, mm-hmm. picked up the Benadryl, popped it, and I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The uh, pollen is out of control oh my here. Yes, my, car's, awesome, my car is yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there were so many yellow cabs here still in Atlanta, but <sighs> it, it's insane. I was like, we were shooting around outside yesterday. Just every time the ball would go through the hoop, which was every single shot, when it would hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Bad stuff. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up for good luck and make sure you subscribe. Comment away there. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Hoodies, t-shirts, hats, mugs. We got it all over there. And tonight, join us once again for the No Dunks NBA Watch Party uh, on playback. We got the link there. In fact, I forgot to include the link. Let me add the link to the YouTube uh, show right up. And join us tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll start with 76ers Wolves, but there's a million games on. So the uh, maestro with the remote, Taz Mellis, will be bouncing us around. Can't wait to do that. Can't wait. Also, some other news here. Trey and I are going to be doing some sideline reporting for the G League College Park Skyhawks, the G League Ignite coming to town Wednesday, March 8th. You can catch it on ESPN Plus or Peachtree TV. <laughs> That's tomorrow. That's, That's right. Tomorrow. Check the date, Skeets. Yeah, baby, it is tomorrow. And uh, we're partnering with the Skyhawks to send some kids to this game or an upcoming G League game. So if you'd like to contribute, make a donation to send a couple kids to a game, hit the link there. It's also in the chat. It'll also be in the show notes. For every 20 bucks you donate, you're sending two kids to an upcoming Skyhawks oh, like game. Okay. So, yeah, looking forward to Scoot coming to town. Scoot Henderson will be there yeah. Wednesday and Thursday. We'll be there uh, Wednesday night doing some sideline reporting. And then Thursday night sitting courtside. Isn't that the plan? That's the plan. We get the seats. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? I thought we had the seats. Okay. Oh, yeah, we do. Well, I'm excited yeah. to watch you guys uh, on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> Or on Peachtree TV. I always forget Go that local, is a station. Locals yeah. only, yeah. you got to watch the local version. If you got pollen in your nose, turn on Peachtree TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, that link, I just confirmed. That one to uh, donate uh, some money to send kids to uh, some G League games, that one is already in there. Nice. So click away and donate. I love that cause. Uh, you know, we got to create as many sickos as we can. And what a great way to start by sending kids to, uh, to a game where they can sit really close. not a bad seat in these smaller arenas, and it's a really fun experience. Uh, so awesome. Okay. We got lots to get to here, as we always do on the podcast. And we had another wedgie, number 40. My goodness, guys, already at 40. It's only March 7th, as I've now said four times. And it was Kyra Lewis Jr. in traffic there. And it's stuck in Sacramento near the end of the first half. So number 40. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you don't have to be so upset, Kyra. Well, I, I mean, and I just don't want to jinx anything here, but like, we could be setting an all-time record mm-hmm. for wedgies in a season. Oh, I mean, boy. it's in play. You're it, going. You're, what? 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 No, and we're it's, not even. It's what's your pace is a little. Well, no, well, a well, little well, overboard, well, Skeets. Well, well, all-time I, I, record is 57. That's 40. What are we on pace for? 53. Yeah, and then the Maybe. playoffs. No, no, I think that includes playoffs. Are we sure? We talk about okay, that all okay. the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, there's only five weeks in the regular season. Math, 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 math. Yeah. I think it as long as we get to 50, I'll be a happy that's guy. Key, yeah, that's 50. That's right all we there. want. Does anybody remember if we had 54, 56, 58? Not really. Well, you track I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to double check in my brain that the all-time high is 57, but that was quick. Th- that is correct. Okay. I'm seeing 58 on wedgie track. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good thing we have I a mean, website. who cares? Who cares if it's 55 or 59? So yeah, that was a glorious season. 58. Yeah, I didn't really count the one. That's why I thought it was 57. Mm. The most 2021, amazing 2021, and that was a shortened season. That was that was. Ooh. 
Freezing wild oh. season, the last time Spalding was the official ball of the NBA. Yeah, oh. they juiced it. They juiced it. Yeah, yeah. They made him extra sticky <laughs> that season and said, our record will never be broken. We shall see. Only time will tell. Okay, into the games nice. here. Let's start uh, with the overtime victory from the Cavs. Donovan Mitchell scoring 40. Lamar Stevens, huge in that overtime period as the Cavs get past the Celtics. 118-114. Any takeaways uh, from this one? The Celtics missing a lot of guys. We should point that out right away. No Tatum, no Harford, no Robert Williams. No excuses for the Cavs to be down this many points. This is what they do. They get down. The intensity is not there from the beginning of the game. And then at some point, they look at each other and they just get going. It happens all the time. And that's why it doesn't bode well for the playoffs when they're going to be on the road. They have a pretty poor road record. And I think part of it is the lack of intensity. It happens all the time. And then they rely on some form of energy. Lamar Stevens was incredible in the fourth quarter. They're always looking for that fifth guy. He came off the bench. Hadn't really played in the first three quarters. Nine seconds of play, and then in the fourth quarter, just got on the offensive glass. Grabbed five offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter, so they came back from down 11 with five minutes left. And another reason why, as much as I'm a Cavs lover, the Donovan Mitchell show at the end of these games, I know he's unstoppable, but really that's their entire offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really... Yeah. And, and this, the Celtics... Even if, even though they're a really good defense, they, they had an off night in this one. It's just it's hard to stop all those spins <laughs> when he wants to pull up, and then he'll throw down like he did on the moose in, in overtime. He is just a one-man show, but they haven't found the way to coordinate guys who are sort of in the lane like Evan Mobley, who does like to relocate, but it, it they just don't know where to go, and Donovan just takes over, and it's it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing, I think. And they take Jared Allen off the floor to open it up for him. And they're 7-0 and in overtime games this season. But I, I still, still, uh, this this Cavs-Knicks series that it looks like we're lining up for, it's going to be a great one. But I, I'm just worried about this offense and how they just haven't found the right balance and the right intensity for four quarters. Um, they just rely on Donovan a little too much. Whatever it is between these two teams playing, man, we always get an overtime game, it feels like. Uh, these guys give us some classics here, uh, these squads. Um, but the Cavs pull it out. Lamar Stevens, like you said, huge. I mean, he added another offensive rebound in overtime. So six of his – how many rebounds did he end Eight. up with? He Eight were on the offensive end. Hit a end. three. Yeah, he was big. Um, and, of course, we had Grant Williams at the end of regulation having a chance to win it. Really just having to hit one and a lot of little trash talking going on. Some some gamesmanship there by the Cavs. Some delaying of guys going back and forth. And it worked because uh, Grant Williams very well. missed bad. Missed both of them quite badly, actually. Well, what do free throws do? Win games. Yeah. He said, I'm going to make both. Should have just said, all I got to do is make one. <laughs> yeah, yeah got That greedy. really takes the air out of Donovan Mitchell's trash talk, which was weird in the first place. Came up to him and said, hope you don't miss these. We're going to have to talk about them about him at the NBA PA meeting. <laughs> what? You're going to have to answer some questions at the PA meeting. But Seriously? I thought, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grant Williams says, I'm going to make both and brick both. And they still almost won yeah. on the Marcus yeah. Smart. Yes, tip, yes. Which Mitchell was complaining about afterwards saying, yeah, I missed a box out on that one. But uh, weird stuff going on for the Celtics right now. A little bit of a malaise here, I think. You could look at this and say they were one free throw away from pulling off a good win against a good team while being shorthanded and missing their best player. But instead, they've lost three tough ones. And they're 26th in defense since the All-Star break. Marcus Smart uh, told Jay King that he thinks the Celtics have lost their rhythm on both ends. Tatum has obviously been struggling uh, since the All-Star break. Didn't play last night, but he's been out of the lineup for last night. Robert Williams, in and out of the lineup. They've had to deal with a number of absences, and it just doesn't feel like they're on a string defensively, probably because they're not playing their usual lineups that they've been used to for a season and a half at this point. And then also, uh, they're just kind of reliant on three-point chucking, and I think that Joe Mazzula has kind of gone overboard with regards to shooting threes, where he's always talking about the number they need to get up, the rate they need to get up. It obviously helps their offense hit huge peaks when they're on fire, but when they're struggling, they can look really bad. There's just got to be a little bit more variety. They score at the rim. They score outside. There's nothing in the mid-range, and they've got guys who could score in the mid-range. Yeah, the good news for the Celtics, I guess, is Brogdon is back. Played a lot of minutes in this one, 36 minutes, 24, 5-4 and with his uh, box score. And then Grant Williams, you know, everybody crapping on him because he misses the two free throws that he said he was going to hit. He did have a good game, and he had been struggling, and they're gonna, they probably might need a Grant Williams like solid performance, as we've seen before in playoff series, for him to step up. But he hit four threes, 
uh, and had 12 points in limited minutes, only 16 minutes for him. You know, again, everybody's just going to remember the missed free throws, uh, having a chance to win it. But overall, he played pretty well. Yeah, he was part of those that hot Celtics start. As Trey said, they got to get up threes. That's the, that's the plan. They're 13 of 26 in the first half when the Cavs didn't want to get out to shooters. And then they're only 3 of 22 in the second half when they did get out to shooters. Grant Williams recently had a DNPCD for the first time in years. Uh, but... Uh, Everyone knows that they're going to need him when they want to, you know, size up a little bit, and they don't want to go with a Moose or a Luke Cornett as a, as a backup center. So life coach Jalen Brown said, quote, Grant has had a great career. The reason why he's been successful is because of his confidence, and now is one of those moments where his confidence is going to be tested. A lot of people are now seeing some of the adversity he's going through, and you've got to respond as a man. you got to be better. You can't let it take you down. You can't look at it and go two different ways. You can wow. go up or you can holy, go down. Holy. I want him to go up. When, J- when Jalen Brown gets on the mic, uh, you just let him roll. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's also – Jalen Brown's talking about Grant. Well, he's talking about their, their defense, really. They've gone three and four since the All-Star break. Their, their defense, if you were to extrapolate over an entire season over that stretch, would be 26. They just haven't been – Good. The 28-point lead they gave up to Brooklyn, 14 to New York, and now 11 with five minutes left yeah. to this Cavs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're not on point. But we also saw this stretch in, what was it, January, where they were losing games, they were getting bombed, and they came back. They, they, were, they had a bad stretch yeah, as yeah. well. I, I, and then Malcolm Brogdon after the game said, we got this. Yeah, well, yeah, he did. He said, they, I guess he talked to Blake Griffin about, we got to get this next one at home. They play the Blazers on Wednesday night. They really want to get that one to start then a six-game road trip here. And uh, I like that they sound like they they really do want the number one seed in, in the Eastern Conference. And it's something we've talked about nonstop here. Like, you'd rather have that than be in the second spot and probably have to play like a Sixers team or something like that. Anyway, they play the Hawks, the Rockets, the Wolves, the Blazers, the Jazz, and the Kings. That's the road trip. They think they can go 6-0. and I mean, they're the Celtics. They'll probably be That's favored in said. all of those games. Maybe outside of the Kings one, uh, you know, maybe the Wolves one. No, they'll probably still be favorites in that one. So, yeah, we'll see here. This is an important stretch if they want to try and grab that number one seed back from the Milwaukee Bucks. So at least we got something. We're even We're even watching the top of the uh, Oh, we're watching standings. the top. I'm going Saturday. There uh, you go. Down to the Celtics, Fortress? Hawks, yeah. I will have seen now the Bucks, the Nuggets, and the Celt- or the Celtics. Those are the three best teams in the league oh, so far. Go. I'll tell you who's the best on Monday. <laughs> uh, but the good thing for the Celtics is it won't be their second overtime game for all of these, and it won't be their third game in four nights. That was the key, was yeah. that Lamar Stevens had the most energy yeah. of anybody so on the court at the end of the game. Yeah, the Celtics have played 11 overtime games this season, <laughs> which is apparently already a record. Oh, and they're really? still like you know, 15, 16 games ago. Yeah, Abby Chin uh, tweeting that last night. It's a lot of overtime games. All right, well, speaking of the Hawks, you slipped them in there. You're going to be down at the Fortress on the weekend. Uh, they lost again. Jimmy Butler scored 26. The Heat's bench added 59 as they pulled out the victory 130 to 128 over Atlanta. So the Heat sweep this little two-game set from the Hawks. They now move two and a half games clear of Atlanta in the race for the number seven seed in the East, and they took the season series too, 3-1. So they hold that tiebreaker if uh, the Hawks were to end up tied with Miami Heat at the end of the season. What do you think of this one, TK? Well, it's not going to happen. They're not going to play in a playoff series again, but the Hawks don't want to see the Heat in a playoff series because the Heat kind of owned the Hawks, I do believe. This was a Hawks-style game. 130 to 128, but if you give up 130 to a Miami Heat team, you are not playing defense, and they weren't. You got to defend either the three point line or the foul line. Miami won the three point shooting battle 16 to 9, won at the free throw line as well 32 to 17. The Hawks are an offense first team, and if you're giving up all those efficiency points, there's basically no way to get it back. But a great performance by Jimmy Butler 26, 9, and 9. He was living at the free throw line as well. And then getting three point shooting off their bench. Four for Oladipo, two for Martin, and then Duncan Robinson. He's good again now. Three for four last night, 14 points. Any sort of support, any sort of three point shooting that the bench gives you in Miami gives them a chance to win because they're usually going to play defense, and at least you can rely on them to play defense when it really matters. But the scoring is always an issue. But if you're getting that kind of shooting from guys who haven't been shooting all that well this season, that's how you win. I will say it was a poorly officiated uh, officiated game, although it was only probably the second worst officiated game in the association last night. We will talk about it at the NBA RA meetings. We're going to have a discussion about it. I just wanted to say that because I am astonished that there was an NBPA trash talk in game number one that we talked about here. But some bad officiating last night. In, In this one, 
Bad defense, though. That's That's got to be the reason that the Hawks lost this game. They came out on fire. They scored on the first 11 possessions of the game for them. They subbed before they had an empty possession. They were so hot. They scored 43 points in the first quarter, but they gave up so many on the other side. Jalen Johnson looking like a young player, looking like a rook again, like 5,003 minutes. Yeah, that's exactly. It was, it was so quick. Sadiq Bey, who's been shooting really well, got him at the trade deadline. 52% from three hit three big threes in that first quarter when they were scorching hot coming off the bench. He's one of those players defensively that you don't need to even know the schemes. You can just look at him and say, well, that guy's in the wrong position. He's just kind of just ain't all there when you watch him. They they were out of place, including him. And so they're plus 13 after this in the after the first quarter, but they allowed a bottom five offense in the Heat who had another starting lineup yet again because Kevin Love was out. They were going small ball and... and to be a, such a bad offense to put up 130 points, says Tracy, that's um, that's astonishing. They don't get those bench points quite often, and in this one, yeah, they did. And a lot of it is because the Hawks give them confidence, really. They were wide open. Let's move over to that uh, worse officiating Yeah, that's game. the one. Jamal Murray scored 24 points. <laughs> Scott Foster had the game of his life, and the Nuggets rally past the Raptors. 118-113. They are playing against the Stripes, Skeets. I mean, this was bad. It was bad. Uh, I mean, we can go through the end if you really want to and give you sort of the uh, play-by-play Scott Foster action because I think it's worth it. It's a fun little exercise. Hey, by the way, Nuggets, best team in the West for a reason. Uh, Jamal Murray, I thought, was amazing in this. I thought the Raptors did a good job, as good a job as you could do against playing Jokic, uh, but he still, of course, you know, basically has a triple-double. They pulled it off in the end. But Siakam hit a jumper with, like, 220 to go. It gave the Raptors a six-point lead. And then the Nuggets rattled off seven straight points. A lot of those were Jamal Murray. They go up one with 115 left. And that is really when sort of like the, the craziness happens here. Scott right? Foster takeover. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so 115 on left. Then. Van Vliet misses a jumper. <laughs> Jokic gets the rebound underneath. And Pirtle, he gets called for a foul. And this is under Denver's basket. This is, you know, 94 feet away from the other net. He, did he hit him? Did Jokic embellish it? We see it. It gets called. Too many loose ball fouls on rebounds right now. It's happening it is. around the National Basketball Association. So, Let them play. So the Nuggets are in the bonus. Uh, so Jokic is going to the line. He hits both of the free throws. The next possession ends with uh, Van Vliet drawing a foul on KCP. Dare I say that one was questionable too. I mean, this was a badly officiated game. Van Vliet, though, he hits both his free throws. And I will credit Mike Malone here. Or Michael, which one is it? No one knows. Uh... <laughs> That he didn't use his challenge on that one, because I think he thought about it, kept it in his pocket, and it came back to uh, work out in his favor. So, I said Van Vliet hit those free throws. They're back up one. 54 seconds left. Barnes is called for a foul while fighting with Jokic on a screen. This is the one that Nick Nurse challenges. They look at it, and the call stands. I was watching last night the Raptors broadcast, but I had to watch this again. This morning, this this in couple of final minutes and all this nonsense with the officiating. And I decided to watch the Nuggets side of things. Mm-hmm. And I bring that up because on this call, for a good two minutes, uh, who is it? Is it um, Katie Wingy and um, Chris Marlowe? Marlowe, I think. Yeah. On the Nuggets call. They don't know even what foul they're looking at. They think they're thinking of the foul is on OG and the way he's playing Jamal Murray. There's like yep. some contact. He's driving. It's not a lot. But for a while, they don't even know that it's actually being challenged or what they're looking at. The foul was called on Barnes because Jokic sort of tied him up and then Scotty's got his arm on him. So they had no clue. And that one was a foul, though. They looked at it and they said, That was a foul. They call it a foul. The call stands. Okay. He goes to the free throw line. Jokic, man, guy's money there. He hits his again. They're up one. 49 seconds left. We're going the next way. This is like five or six seconds later, right? Barnes attacks. Like He attacks the rim. He draws a foul on Jokic. Foul's called. But Malone, because he had saved that challenge, we're going to look at that one. We're going to uh, see if uh, that was actually a foul. And the refs look at it, and they overturn the call. They say, no, you know what? Hand part of the ball? N- not a foul. We're jumping it up at half. What did you think of that one? Because I thought, yes, hand part of the ball. Jokic's hand then goes down to his wrist. That's what happened. <laughs> Wrist part of the hand. <laughs> yeah. According to Scott Foster. Uh, I mean, that's a, that, one's a, that was a tough call. A tough uh, for sure. I think they were one for two on those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> so we're not done. Denver wins the jump ball. They're still up one. If the Raptors play defense, in theory, they can get the ball back and have a chance to win this in Denver. 30 seconds left or so. Murray zips a pass to uh, Aaron Gordon sort of by the rim. And Pirtle is like immediately called for a foul. And we didn't get a lot of looks at the actual foul called on Aaron Gordon or on Pirtle on Aaron Gordon because right after that, Scotty Barnes says something. To the extent of, like, you suck at your job and you're, you know, this is a fix, basically. According to Worldwide Wob, and you can hear it, y'all are cheating, bro. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Scott Foster yeah! especially. Uh, and <laughs> boom. Scott Scott to Scotty says, you're out of here, you're out of here. He Double to us. us. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. So Jamal hits the technical free throw. Aaron Gordon, who was fouled on a pretty, you know, it was a light foul to begin with. He hits both of his nuggets up for That's the game. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> we need a bang, bang. <laughs> the and so, I, one more thing to add. After the game, you know, pool reporter action, all that, Foster said Scotty Barnes was ejected with just one technical foul for using verbiage, which directly questioned the integrity of the crew. That sounds accurate. Yeah, I guess so. You cheating, bro? Nah, you can't do that. I'm going to take this up with the National Basketball Referees Association. Fine. <laughs> Uh, you can't be saying you cheating, bro. Although it was a rough night. It you can't rough... be. Are you serious right now? You be, you thought he deserved to be tossed for that? You can't say you. you be he said. Che- well, first off, it's not like he was in his face saying it. Foster makes the call. This is Scott. Barnes Foster. just got screwed. Let's just say it. Barnes just got screwed on back to back. You know, overturned calls that he was involved in both of them. You got to know so who you're he's... dealing with. You're dealing with Scott Foster. This guy's been around. KYP. I know, I know. That's uh, KYR, thing. know your refs. <laughs> this guy is making bad calls, but he also doesn't want to have his integrity questioned. Anyway, uh, bad night. Yeah, he was making bad calls to Tim Donaghy back in the day. Oh! oh! Google it. 134 uh, of them, to be quite exact. Yeah. I ordered a Scott Foster 48 jersey last night after the game. Incredible performance. To see it on House of Highlights this morning... Epic Truel, Raptors, Nuggets, Foster. Just incredible stuff from him. That's why we tune in. We yeah. want to see a Scott Foster ejection like that. A guy too hopping to throw out oh a player. That was just incredible stuff. And what's sad is we have been doing this podcast for over 15 years. There is always like a Scott Foster No Dunks podcast or Scott Foster Starters podcast or Scott Foster Basketball Jones podcast. There's a good one or two a season where we do this, where we have to come on here, go through the play-by-play, go, what the hell is he smoking? Or, God, how much money did he have on this game? <laughs> Honestly, Tess, like we have, there's one, it feels like there's one good regular season incidence and don't worry, we'll get to the playoffs and there will be another Scott Foster. Yeah, it'll be a Chris a, Paul game for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nothing new. Well, Getting to the playoffs, I didn't know this. He's nicknamed the extender yeah, for extending yeah, yeah. playoff yeah, rounds. That's his thing. For extending playoff yeah, rounds. Man. Yeah, to extend. How but you I make didn't... more money, more games. Come on. Yeah, he's a company man, but I didn't know his nickname was the extender. It's literally on the internet. It's on his Wikipedia page. The NBA's got to delete that. But since we've been doing this so long, I'm surprised that he's only 55. I thought he, I thought he's been around forever. Fair and we've enough. been doing it. I guess he got in young. I'm. Well, he's been a ref for like 25 plus years. Yeah, he's been around saying. for a long time. Yeah. He started pretty early in his, uh, as far as a ref goes. Yeah, that's not surprising because this man loves to ref. <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably couldn't cut it as a cop, so he's like, I'm going to be a ref. <laughs> Somebody's got to call the rules, Skeets. Uh, that was bad. I do like um, the referee who was closest to Scotty Barnes. And Jakob Pertl, uh, after the foul and after the ejection, Robert Hussey is the guy, and he's like, he doesn't he's even know. Up, like, wait, who got who got tossed out? What's going on here? What's going on? Well, and like, that's an NBA and that's what I mean. Like, game. that's why I was pushing back on like he did not deserve to be tossed in a one possession game where he just had some bad calls against him. He's obviously frustrated. He says he's sort of saying it to himself. <laughs> you know, he's not dropping f bombs on him. He's not following Foster. The other officials' tasks are like, what? You seriously? You're doubling down on your shitty calls here and now just, like, tossing the guy? Because, you know what? The truth is, Scott Foster probably knows he was wrong, and he's like, oh, this guy's, mm. you know, coming at me or saying something. Oh, Get course. out of here, kid. You know, that's bad. It's just it's just bad officiating is what it is. And I, and I don't want to, like, the Raptors made their own mistakes in this game. They, yes. they probably had chances to put this game away. They let it go. They let the Nuggets hang around. At the end of the first half comes to mind. Some dumb turnovers. Uh, and they're a great team, the Nuggets. So it's, this is not, like, 
this is not me like crying here. I hope this is not even really temper boy. Uh, I was gonna wear the shirt today. I thought about it, but uh, it's just a, he's just so bad at this. He's just so me 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 me. It's Scott Foster time. Like that's <laughs> that's what he does. He needs like a he needs a signal. You know, like Lillard time. Totally. Yeah, whistle. Yeah, exactly. Whistle time. Yeah, Foster yeah, time. Yeah. Why hasn't Foster's sponsored him? The beer. It's, they don't fo- want it's nothing Foster to do with time. Him, man. It's Miller time. Screw that. It's Foster time. Crack a beer. Throw someone out of a game. Put on the stripes. Somebody needs to sponsor him. He'd be happy to do it. Yeah, he would be. He would be. He's a big pickleball player, JD. Don't worry about it. Don't get on the mic. I just wanted to say that. He also loves Braveheart, and he loves Ozark. We were doing a deep dive on Scott Foster today. And he, oh, what was the, what was the musician uh, that he loves, Trey? Uh, so like, I remember... Michael Franti and the Spearheads yeah. or something? That song. Scott Foster just bumping it. Yeah, Michael Franti and Spearhead sings that song. Love that song. Guys, Ben Harper wannabe. All right, anyway. Any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, but who was, who no, was let's, around let's first? Let's keep talking about fouls here. Okay. Let's keep talking about fouls, because yeah. there was a smart foul in this game. Okay. When Nikola Jokic wrapped up oh, yeah, yeah. Jakob Pertl, because Pertl was going up to set a screen, ergo he is involved in the play. You can then foul him away from the ball. Yeah. He had to go to the free throw line. He missed both of them, and the Nuggets broadcast was raving about this foul call. <laughs> Guy's a two-time MVP. He's probably going to win his third. Yeah. And this, to me, was jazz broadcasters talking about Rudy Gobert's screen assists. We're raving about a clutch foul here. Well, they, they, they tend to go a little overboard that was, giving that praise was, to anything. That was, that was some hoary. Guys, he's elite. He is elite. Oh, what a An cra- elite fouler. What a crazy game. Crazy ending, but good job by uh, Sketchfaster. Scott Scotty versus Scotty, hottie. man. I mean, that might be a survivor season coming up. We got Bruce versus Bruce and then Scott versus <laughs> Scotty. Uh, the other games last night, let's keep it going here. Uh, I'm going to lump them all together, talk about any of these you want. We had Embiid scoring 42, Sixers beat the Pacers 147-143 in the AP report headline without much D. <laughs> Even they are pointing out. We talked about it. the other Was that last week we were like, hey, you play the Pacers? You're going to have a blast right oh, now. Oh, totally. Let's just score some points, baby. And the Sixers got uh, more than them. Obviously, four more, 147-143. <laughs> Lillard had a triple-double, helped the Blazers beat the Pistons 110-104. Uh, he had a monster first half, and uh, they get that victory. They need that. And then Kevin Herter, 25. Sabonis with a triple-double. Kings beat the Pelicans. Any thoughts on either of those three games? The Pelicans have lost the fight. Something going on there, whether it's Zion not being in the lineup, but this is a team that was number one in the conference. It was months ago. <laughs> but the last 22 games are 5-17. and 17. And, you know, the, and the Sacramento Kings are a really good basketball team. They've and, won six of their last seven here from the All-Star break. But the, the, the fighty, scrappy New Orleans Pelicans are gone. They, they used to be a hard-fought team. Something's happened there, and now they're in a four-way tie for ninth. It's a, a blast down there. If you like looking at the standings, Jazz, Blazers, Lakers, Pelicans all tied. Thunder knocking on the door. Thunder is knocking on the door just a half game back of them. So it's it's a race. Um, I, the Pels had this had this spot if they want it, but they've uh, they've fallen apart recently. Yeah. They they could be a playoff team. They could easily be a playing team, but it's going to go down to the wire. It looks like. As for those Kings, they've pulled a half a game with uh, within Memphis there for the number two seed in the Western Conference. And uh, no Fox in this game. He was injured. Davion Mitchell got the start. I thought he played really, really well on both sides of the ball. He's known for his defense. He showed that like suffocating defense on uh, sort of bottling up C.J. McCollum or a lot of the night. Drew a couple offensive fouls to talk more about fouls. fouls. Uh, on Jackson Hayes, he got him a couple times. But then he contributed offensively. 15 points, he hit a bunch of threes, six assists, only one turnover. So really good stuff from a guy that I feel like we haven't talked about a whole lot this year. Mitchell? In Davion Mitchell. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we He's talked about him here, way more yeah, like last year. But anyway, um, great game from him. Any thoughts on those uh, other ones or that one? The Pacers-Sixers game is hilarious. Yeah. The Pacers are, like you're saying, Skeets, the best team in the league at deciding to just play pickup basketball. Hell yeah. We're just running back and forth. We're all gunning, shooting, no defense on either side. Philadelphia, this was their fourth game in six nights. They play again tonight, tough schedule, so they're like, hey, no defense? We are in, baby. <laughs> right. So the numbers are crazy in this game. Embiid went for 42 points, went 19 of 19 at the free throw line. 
fouled Miles Turner out in 17 minutes. Guy's one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah. Could not handle Embiid at all. James Harden had 20 assists and one turnover. Tyrese Halliburton had 14 points and 16 assists. After the game, Halliburton said, the game came down to who could get the most stops in a row. Usually it's three in a row. Tonight it was more like two in a row. Yeah. You had to play defense for a total of one minute last night to get a win. <laughs> Yeah, 40, and, the, and the Sixers did it. Yeah, 40 and 16 from Halliburton in the loss. That's impressive. It's crazy with those other numbers that you said. That I'm glad Embiid didn't have a really hard-fought night because I want to see him play in a back-to-back tonight against Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. I just hope it happens, even though he played 37 minutes. Yeah. Didn't seem like he had to work ridiculously hard. <laughs> Not really. He had a lot of time at the free-throw line to uh, catch his breath there, I guess. Okay, let's take our first break. Those are last night's games. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more uh, from that Pacers game because Will Ferrell was in attendance. <laughs> and we're going to have some fun with that in True or False. Don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, back here in the Classic Factory. I love the ending of that ad read for some reason. Uh, okay, if you're joining us live, thank you. Uh, we'd love to see it here on YouTube. Take a second, hit that like button, make sure you subscribed. Let's play a little true or false. Yeah, some true or false questions for you guys. Some fun ones. Some serious ones, like this first one. Uh, we have a little bit of an update, I guess, with John Morant. Uh, police in Colorado said Monday they are investigating John Morant's actions from the weekend after the Grizzly star posted on Instagram live video in which he displayed what appeared to be a gun at a nightclub. Colorado is an open carry state, although there are some exceptions to the law. But my question off of this one, and I mean, and I know this is going to be very tough to answer, but true or false, it's possible that John Morant doesn't play another game this season for the Grizzlies. What, what does your gut say with that one? Well, it's good you're asking us a couple of noted legal experts, for sure. Uh, when it comes to this part of the situation, this particular part, Colorado investigating the club, that a, a gun was out, it was on IG Live, I think it's false. I think it's very difficult to say anything was done wrong. I think just because everything is about narratives and the way you react to things, I think Colorado police is just putting out this press release in an open carry state. What, what could they possibly investigate and turn around and charge John Morant in any situation? I, I, I just, Probably think, unlikely, I, I just think it's uh, some sort of PR thing. I think what we're, we're really talking about here is John Morant and the choices he's going to make as a young man going forward. And, and hopefully everything gets together whether it's just the choices he makes in his life and I know everybody in the NBA wants him to succeed and whether there was coordination with the NBA and the Memphis Grizzlies to say this has to be dealt with right now it's Mm -hmm. possible this wasn't a suspension in, in the actual term in the actual sense but at the same time they wanted him to take a step back and evaluate things and Memphis as a small market is is the NBA is rooting for it to to succeed and rooting for John Morant, and he has to make some decisions. That's what it comes down to as far as this report. I don't think it really changes anything because, yeah, he could be out for a long period of time. He could be out for a short period of time. But I hope and assume he's dealing with it. That's all I, I, I care about. I would only push back on, I don't think it's going to be because of, like, the, the Colorado police that he is of, you know, maybe not playing another game this season. 
What is interesting is that NBA rules prohibit a player from possessing a firearm while on team property or traveling on team business. And if like, if if he if he seemed to have been traveling with this gun, this alleged gun that he had in the nightclub, that could get his ass in a lot of trouble. I mean, Gilbert Arenas was suspended for the rest of the season when guns were in the locker room. Uh, and now, Gilbert, unlike John Morant here, Gilbert, you remember, he did the infamous, like, oh, yeah. shooting the fake guns in the huddle. He made a joke of it. He thought he could just get away, like, this isn't a big deal. We had a bet thing going on. You know, we had uh, they weren't loaded guns and all that. But he made a joke of it, and that really pissed David Stern off. That's the other difference maker here. This is Adam Silver. Obviously, David Stern not no longer with us, no longer the commissioner. So that's a big difference. But that part, the John Morant part of having this weapon, allegedly, part of the team, that, that could... It could warrant a suspension, a very lengthy suspension. Sebastian Telfair got two games suspended for bringing a loaded gun on the team plane. Exact same scenario. Steven Jackson suspended seven games for firing a gun in a parking lot at a strip club. And then, like you're saying, Gilbert Arenas was suspended indefinitely, but his was guns in the locker room. It was only eight games, really, uh, because it was pretty late in the season. So, uh, I mean, I guess it's possible that Ja Morant could be suspended for the last 16 or 17 games of the season here, but I think it's more likely somewhere like three to five games. Yep. Um, and obviously sort of already serving two as it is. The Athletics' uh, Sham Sharanya reported last night that the Grizzlies recently held a team meeting too, led by veteran Stephen Adams, that specifically addressed this like going out on the road and maybe having a little too much fun. We should be zeroing in on like the playoff push here and all that. Uh, and it was clear, I guess, in this meeting that what Stephen Adams was saying was directed at John Morant. But this happened before this incident in the nightclub. Just another little note there from Shams. Next one. TK, you called it. Giannis said he stole a triple-double. The NBA said, give me that. <laughs> the league adjusted the statistics from the Bucks' win over the Wizards on Sunday night, erasing Giannis's final rebound that would have given him his fourth triple-double of the season. So we'll start with you, Trey. I think we know your answer here, but true or false, the NBA did the right thing by taking away Giannis's triple-double. You know me and my boy Scott Foster like to keep things on the up-and-up skates. So clearly I'm true here. I like what the league said. I don't know if there are any messages in this. We saw something that needed to be corrected, so we made the correction. The NBA cited a rule that states a field goal attempt is a player's attempt to shoot the ball into the basket for a field goal. Just kidding. That's from when Bob Sura did the same thing. And they rescinded it. It's called history. Read up, people. If they're doing it to Bob Sura, they got to do it to Giannis Antetokounmpo. (laughs) And I saw on Basketball Reference today, they've updated it already. It says nine rebounds in there. I was personally hoping for a strike through of the 10 and then a nine written in in a small font (laughs) next to it. Nonetheless, it has been updated and Giannis will probably just go and get a regular real triple double. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. If he just like, he's like, screw this, I'm going to get like a 20-20-20 game. Not Bob Sura, I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty confident no one's confused uh, Giannis with Bob Sura, but maybe. Uh, Yeah, what do you think, true or false, that this was the right move here by the NBA? Taking away your boy Giannis' triple double. Well, it screws the uh, Bucks' next opponent because it's totally true. He finds things to motivate him. (laughs) He does. Throughout the season, he's, he's found other MVPs having great games. He goes out and has monsters. He may not say that's motivating him, but they get Orlando tonight. We'll be watching on playback. Oh, we'll boy. have a, a keen eye. We'll be watching Giannis against the Wagners. Oh, I, I, I think they have some uh, some international history as well. Greece, Germany. Mm. I think he likes to play against the Wagner. He may dunk on one or two Wagners tonight if they're available. So yeah. He'll, he'll find it. Wow, that's a great call. Giannis was ejected in the bubble for headbutting Mo Wagner. Mm, there back it when is. he was a wizard. Uh-oh. There we go. There <laughs> it's gonna be we spicy go. Tonight. <laughs> well, I'm feeling bad for Mo Wagner right now. Man. <laughs> Giannis had his triple-double yanked away, had the uh, the win streak recently broken as well, and now he's got to go face this guy he wants to beat up already. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Uh, the stat adjustment. Dropped Giannis's rebound average from 11.94 per game to 11.92. But his shooting percentage with the missed shot, also erased, it improved. <laughs> from 538 to 539. <laughs> so there you go. 
Mm. So what's I guess that's better, right? You'd rather your you'd rather your your shooting percentage go up a little bit, yeah, and your rebound percentage yeah. tick down. Sure, why not? All right. Yanis hates five thirty eight. The website. <laughs> he wants it. He we wants it to do, be five thirty nine. Since twenty sixteen, man. <laughs> Adam Silver might be related to Nate Silver, therefore took Ooh. away that triple double. Put your tinfoil hats on, man. Uh, LeBron James is injured. And he's bored out of his mind, and he probably had a little too much wine last night. But the king took to Twitter on Monday to tell the world that his 18-year-old son, Bronny, is already better than NBA players. (laughs) Quote, man, Bronny definitely better than some of these cats I've been watching on League Pass today, LeBron wrote. Shit lightweight, hilarious. And then he followed that last sentence with four laughing emojis. True or false? Task get us started. LeBron's right. Bronny is already better than some of these cats on League Pass. I'm not going to pretend to know Bronny's game, but I will say LeBron is addicted. He's addicted to that dopamine hit of dropping a good tweet. Oh, no doubt. He needs the structure of basketball to get him off this. He's just loving this. He's just loving putting it out there and and saying, I got this Michael Jordan dream going on. He sees the replies. God, what's my next one? What's my next one? Craft this tweet. Craft this tweet. Savannah, get over here. Let's craft this. Uh, what was this thing going around that it looked like he drew a picture of Bart Simpson? Yeah, he did draw a picture of Bart Simpson in September. <laughs> oh, that was in September. Okay. Yeah, I was big confused. old Bart head. <laughs> this guy's bored, man. <laughs> Say that again. He is what? bored. He, drew, he shared a photo of him drawing, <laughs> like a doodle of him drawing Bart Simpson. He's like, I used to be nice with the pen. Yeah. No. <laughs> and it wasn't bad, but he, he even joked like he, his head was too big and stuff like that. Yeah. He's but like it's like nice with the pen. Oh well. Uh, anyway. Anyway, he's having fun. So okay. So okay, you don't, so you don't, don't know, know about Bronny. I'm actually. not gonna pretend he's climbing the the rankings though. Oh, there was a lot of league pass games on yesterday. There was a lot of bad players playing. Like, is Bronny better than some of them? That was the first thing I checked. Timestamp: 11:43 p.m. Eastern. He's probably watching the late games. Raptors, mm. Nuggets, Pelicans, Kings. A lot of people were thinking it was Grant Williams after he missed yeah. the two free throws. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I mean, when you're looking at some of the players who played in that Pelicans-Kings game, Alex Len, PJ Dozier, Keon Ellis. You don't know any of those guys. Like I mean, is, you know is, Alex Len. <laughs> is Bronny better already than Kyra Lewis Jr.? He's Right now he's number 10 <laughs> in Jonathan Gavoni's uh, mock draft for 2024, but he's only 18. He's six foot four, one eighty. I have no doubt that Bronny is probably more skilled than some NBA players right now. Mm. Okay, I agree with you. <laughs> Not a good coach. <laughs> Those cats. <laughs> These cats have been These watching. Cats. <laughs> this guy. What a run. He's, a, he's on a back-to-back run here of uh, incredible tweets. All right, our final. Well, Bronny's gonna make it to the NBA eventually. Yeah, and it's gonna be how many years of tweets of LeBron saying my son's better than these trash players. I know. I mean, then he's gonna come. I guess the, the target was already old. gonna be gigantic on him anyway. It's like, true. Can you make it even true. bigger? Probably not. I don't know. Uh, final one here. Will Ferrell's surprise tour of like <laughs> Central Indiana or like the Midwest. He's been all over the place. Uh, it came to Gainbridge Fieldhouse last night. The actor and comedian was in attendance at his first Pacers game as the home team took on the uh, 76ers. He saw a high-scoring affair, as we talked about. The Pacers' social media team documented the visit, starting with a pregame shoot-around, where uh, Will Ferrell, I think we have the clip here, drained a three-pointer from NBA range, <laughs> swished it, <laughs> no big deal there. Hmm. We only saw oh, one yeah. shot. I would have liked to have seen a second shot, but... uh jacket or yeah i mean that looks heavy yeah i think he's shooting a documentary where he's traveling around america or something uh but anyway (laughs) true or false will ferrell can hoop i'm true i i think it's true the fundamentals they don't look locked in (laughs) that's a long shot nba three-pointer you gotta compromise your form push it a bit a little bit but i'm like will ferrell is always at basketball games he's always sitting courtside at the lakers he made Mm semi-pro mm-hmm He's six foot three. Right, right. I think he cares about basketball. He's got a lot of free time. He's an actor. He can do whatever he wants. So my guess is he's probably decent. Probably can hoop. He could probably hang in a pickup game with Adam Sandler is what I'm thinking. <laughs> could Will Ferrell beat Bronny? <laughs> no way. No, I'm taking Bronny over oh, Will okay. Ferrell here. <laughs> Tough call, though. Yeah. I think him and Sandler would make a good combo. I got Sandler with better handles. Yeah, uh, playmaking. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, Willie can body up. <laughs> He's useful out there, I think. He just fired a shot there. Yeah, we didn't see if he was one for one or one for ten. Yeah. But it went in. It splashed. He was then later on sitting in like a car, like an indie car, uh, and 50 Cent came up behind him and surprised him. 50 Cent. Uh, 50 Cent was also there. <laughs> um, in Indiana? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He then got on the mic. He got like, he tried to get the crowd into it at the start of the game. I think they gave him the mic again at the start of the fourth quarter. Where he did like, uh, let's hear it for the 76ers. Boo. Let's hear it for the Pacers. Yay. <laughs> I, don't get, I think he's shooting a documentary. But I went down a weird rabbit hole this morning where I was suddenly watching like a local news broadcast <laughs> of Will Ferrell in a bar in Idaho playing pool. And it like led their six o'clock news. <laughs> There's like 500 people in this little town. Uh, and he was there with his buddies. Yeah. It's like three and a half hours out of Boise. Middle of nowhere. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he'll. So, I don't, I don't know what uh, he seems to like the limelight a little too much, but maybe he could be the next Bill Murray, like a guy who just shows up in weird places. And then you have a great Bill stuff. Murray story. Yeah. 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 yeah I see that. Yeah. He's got some stories. I, I was talking to a couple of our fans who came from Idaho when we were in Salt Lake City, made the four hour drive down from Idaho to chat. That's it. Yeah. It's a bordering state. Holy so, crap. Know. I thought it was way more than that. <laughs> I'm not good at with my, no, my American geography in that part of the country. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I had to Didn't look know it was up four hours. Though. Yeah, they're nowhere close to Boise. I'd say four hours probably from Salt Lake City, and four hours to Boise as well. I guess <laughs> I would have guessed just wild. <laughs> I'm just saying stuff. I would have guessed like if you say how long would it take to drive from Salt Lake City to Boise? In my head, eight hours, nine hours, easily. Like I think it's far. I think it's far too. <laughs> Guess it's not. Well, this is a. I didn't say they're in Boise, Skeets. I said they're in Idaho. Idaho. Ooh, ah, where's Boise in the state? Ah, yeah, it's on yeah, the west yeah. side. So of the Panhandle. Let me get a photo of that state. I was surprised to learn that they call the tall, skinny part of Idaho the Panhandle. Oh. Which I mean, they do for Florida. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah. They do for Oklahoma as well. But those are <laughs> those are like <laughs> those are landscape states. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Idaho's a portrait state. Portrait pan. Yeah, portrait pan. Interesting to me. Very interesting. Very, very cool. But but really, I mean, it's almost more of a handle that way, right? With some sort of... Yeah, it's like a ladle. Yeah. <laughs> the ladle handle. This is what you do with <laughs> Idaho. All right, cool. Will Ferrell, Kenny Hoop, let us know. Tweet at us, at NoDunkSync. Let us know in the uh, stream team right now. Heck, we should make that a poll. Maybe we'll do that. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Pick'em results last night. Pelicans Kings. Sacramento favorite by six and a half points at home. And they dominated this one. And I finally got a win in the month of March. I'm one and three. Trey goes to three and one because he also had the Kangs. And Tass had the Pelicans. You fall two and two. What's tonight's game? Lots on. Lots on. We will be watching on playback. Join us there. Now I'm racking my brain like you're racking your brain for your team yesterday for the names of your kids yeah, that man. are on your team. And I'm racking the brain, my brain for the couple that came from Idaho. Guy was from Georgia as well. Megan, I believe her name was. <laughs> Can't remember his name. Well, I remember the name I forgot yesterday. Shout out to my guy, Abe. Hey. I forgot Abe. Abe, Maybe my favorite player on the team. Way to be honest, Skeets. Ah, uh, stuff. Anyways, tonight we got a good skit. As I said, I want to see Embiid versus Gobert. No towns for Embiid to battle with because he's out, but I hope Embiid is playing in Minnesota where they get 
little cushion. Plus one and a half points at home. They're playing very well. Won three in a row, so that's why Skeets and I happen to either win or lose by one. Sixers or where Trey is going to win by two or more. Should be a good one. Yeah. Home playback. Join us. TK it's had free. convinced with the uh, sort of the schedule loss maybe baked in here. But, and the Wolves play well at the right time. You never yeah. know. And beat owns Gobert, doesn't he? Kicks his ass. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, it also be McDaniels versus McDaniels. Very oh. exciting. Ooh. <laughs> exciting. <laughs> These guys are fired Sickos. up. That's the sicko stuff we're looking for. Uh, that poll went up a minute ago, but we have some pretty uh, dominating results already i would say let's say call it it's over call it hey, nate silver call this one all right we'll call this one 83 <laughs> percent say will ferrell can hoop yeah so we're going to change the poll okay to what who wins in a one-on-one matchup will ferrell or adam sandler i think sandler's gonna yeah. smoke him i think you're right smoke him you can just like will ferrell you're right you went through all like he's tall he's you know for an older guy's Fairly athletic. Maybe he even can shoot. But you see the Sandler hold a basketball. That's all you need to see like if someone can play. All <laughs> I need, all I need to see is a person hold a ball and dribble it like literally twice. And be like, that player, I want them on my team. What's the best way to hold a basketball, do you think? <laughs> How Matt Austin does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you're right if you're using that as your, as your judge. <laughs> and the the side... guy held it with the back of his wrist. <laughs> I've never seen that before. <laughs> That's what I knew. He was not going to be that great at basketball. <laughs> He's holding the ball like this. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Uh, Classic. We have, who has that clip? I, yeah, love that I got clip. it on a, an external hard drive uh, somewhere. Love that. Got to dig it up. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet. Uh. This tweet comes to us from at Boardroom, so I'm guessing Kevin Durant tweeted it personally. <laughs> Yesterday, on this day in 1912, Oreo cookies are introduced. Mm. Look at that trash-looking Oreo. <laughs> Terrible-looking Oreos back in the 1900s. 111 years later, Oreo is available in over 100 countries and the best-selling cookie brand worldwide with $4 billion in 2022 annual revenue. Greatest cookie ever? <laughs> Boardroom. Looking for some engagement, are yeah, you? Greatest cookie ever? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Oreo's got a great track record. Oreos are great. 111 years in stores? They didn't even drop chocolate chip cookies until 1938. Wow. I'm glad you dropped it, though, there, Trey, because an Oreo is not a cookie in a traditional sense. Ooh. It's Speak a cookie it. sandwich. <laughs> it's a different type of cookie. You add a creme. You add a cream to two wafers. That's yeah. a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, this is made different. I mean, you talk about a debate on the internet is a hot dog a sandwich. You're going to start, like... Pushing that agenda. I know An you Oreo call cookie it. cookie is a sandwich. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. You don't just throw flour, butter, sugar, and a couple additives like a chocolate chip and throw it on a pan. You have to, it's a separate cooking process, separate yeah. baking process. There's, it's not the same. It's just not. They've done really well. <laughs> I would rather have a <laughs> regular, a they've had a very good run boardroom. You're right. I'd rather have a regular Oreo than an Oreo thin. As speaking of our man Matt Austin, he'd go down to the snack tray, sort out the Oreo thins, hold them like this, <laughs> them like this. carry a whole sleeve. He only carries things like this. Doesn't want to touch his fingers. To it. No one ever taught him how to properly hold things. Yeah, is, he likes an Oreo that. thin. Okay, I, I would say the majority of people eat Oreos by taking off one of the wafers a majority? and eating. The, I don't know. Okay, a good percentage, but the Oreo thin. <laughs> Maybe a better ratio for some to just bite into like a sandwich. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a standard Oreo person. I don't need a vanilla Oreo or all the 6,000 million no, flavors. I'm with you. Where, that they can, ch- they can change because it's a sandwich. Wow. A mint cream. <laughs> you blew my mind with this one. I'm never going to look at an oh, Oreo that's great. cookie slash sandwich again. The same for sure. It's different. It's different. Different category. Different part of the board if you're selling cookies. So what's the greatest cookie ever then? It's just a chocolate chip. Facts. They did. They did good with that. <laughs> the, the, el- the elves. I think it was Nestle uh, <laughs> Tollhouse invented the, the chocolate chip cookie. Oh, really? Imagine when they baked that first batch. Can you imagine <laughs> being in that treehouse <laughs> when the elves are cooking it up? You're Holy like, crap. you're like, 
What Whoa. is this? Think about how good chocolate chip cookies smell, smell. And you know what they are. The first time smelling them, oh, man. blowing your mind. Yeah. Then a little elf walks up, <laughs> cup of milk. Yeah. Dip it in these. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a chocolate chip. I'll say, uh, coming on late here, I don't even know when it came onto the, the Girl Scouts cookie scene, but I destroyed a box of, uh, they're called Adventurefuls. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah, are like that. the brownie-inspired uh, cookie with some caramel <laughs> and a little hint of sea salt on top. Oh, my God. I took this, the sleeves down. You feel like a monster. The boxes are so <laughs> tiny. I feel like Boban eating them. The box is tiny. The cookies are tiny. And then they're gone in one sitting. I wouldn't feel as bad if they were normal size. But anyway. Like Those the are cookies good. bigger is what you're saying? Yeah, it's like it's... it's Place trick like when you can eat a cookie just just one bite like like that's a cookie should have to be eaten in Multiple two to three bites, bites. yeah <laughs> yes yes it should but they make them so adorable they pop them uh, in I would like, love to see Matt Austin with a sleeve of cookies between his wrists eating it like a corn cob. <laughs> I ordered so, 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 so not not each cookie individually, no, just a bite from them all at once. a dozen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he puts like yeah, he puts like a Dude, skewer, tough to rotate though. He puts a skewer uh, through the sleeve and then unwraps it. <laughs> so dumb. Oh man, I can't wait. I I just ordered my Girl Scout cookies on Friday. Or you no, just ordered I, them? I ordered them at the buzzer. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine, mine came a couple weeks. Oh, I was waiting for the deals. <laughs> Same price. And it turns out you got to get hand-delivered uh, caramel delights. <laughs> Didn't have toast yays on my order form. <laughs> I bypassed the adventure fulls. I was panicking. <laughs> I was like, I got to get my, my order in. Uh, but at least we got two sleeves of Thin Mints coming in. One for the freezer, one for the miser. <laughs> what, what's the best uh, girls got cooked? Samosa. Oh, you want my box? Samosas. Those are the worst ones. I, th- I think they're the no, worst ones. No, but it's no, all coconut. No. It all depends how you feel yeah, about coconut. Yeah, you, you hand deliver those to me, Yeah, please. I'll bring those in. Nice. I don't know why I bought them. I, I thought Nora liked them. She's like, I don't like these. I'm like, ah. Oh. Well, I hate them, so. <laughs> nice. I got to yeah. box them. Yeah. I love them. Do you have a favorite, Tess? Those ones. Oh, you do. The Cocos. Okay. okay. I mean, the peanut butter chocolate ones are. Those know. are those are tasty. The thin mints are the way to go. Uh, yeah. I'm a thin the man. They're good. Well. I'll eat this one. I had some yesterday. I got a box of those as well. Uh, do you put them in the freezer? Hell yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> the, that's the way to do it. It's the only way to do it. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's good. good. Yeah, they're good. They're good. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the greatest cookie of all time? Let us know uh, right now in the stream team or tweet at us at No Dunk Sink. Let's call it there. Fun show. Uh, join us tonight. Playback, watch party. We'll start with 76ers Wolves. We will bounce around because there's a million games on. Pau Gasol, I believe, is getting his jersey retired tonight. Tonight? I think so. Nice. That'll I probably be the later game uh, there in LA. I'm not sure if we'll still be on for that, but I think that's happening tonight. Um, but anyway, join us. You can sign up for a free account through playback, and then uh, you sign in with whatever your streaming service is, you know, Hulu or International League Pass or DirecTV, whatever. It's pretty cool, and we all watch the game at the exact same time. You can see us. We can all comment away. It's so much fun. 7.30 p.m. Eastern tonight. And, uh, yeah, hit that link to help send some kids to some G League games here in Atlanta. And uh, really excited what you guys are going to be doing tomorrow on ESPN+. Plus. Tass and Trey on the sidelines. You guys going full suits? Oh. <laughs> hope not. Hope no? not. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Actually, I keep have a fresh suit. I do have a fresh suit. I ain't going to wear it, though. <laughs> All right. No chance. Well, girl, girl Guides delivered a suit, too. Sick. <laughs> oh, that'd be a nice question for the guys. What's your favorite girl, girl, guide, girl, cookie? Uh, girl guide cookie? A Girl Guide is the Canadian? Yes, I did, right? say, I did say Girl that's Guide. A good, that's a good question, because the only, the only thing I've got written down so far is... I like all the pollen. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, there's three things to talk about in Atlanta with anyone. Weather, traffic, pollen, which is kind of weather. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) But it'll work. Can't wait to hear what Langston Galloway has. Uh, Add cookies to the good. I love that, actually. I do love that. It's an Oreo um, uh, cookie or a sandwich. (laughs) sandwich. All right, we will see you guys later tonight, if not tomorrow here from the Classic Factory at 10 a.m. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, new topic of conversation coming up this week, Trey. 
daylight savings time this Saturday. Oh, I want there? to be the okay, first okay, to tell okay. some of you. JD and I were talking about it yesterday. Here it comes. We lose an hour. Spring forward. We do. Brace the day, people. <laughs>